Hi, it's Susie, and I just wanted to thank you all for hanging in with us while we've been uh, on a bit of a break, while my mom has been going through a lot of uh, transitioning. And um, we're still in the midst of it, but I wanted to get a couple of our episodes out and just keep you all posted and let you know that I appreciate your support and I hope everyone is um, hanging in, all you caregivers, and uh, just know I'm thinking about you and um, I know that um, it's been wonderful having all the support from all of you. So enjoy this episode and keep checking back. We will be here. We're not going away. When the world has got you down and Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and me, Don Priest. Hi, everybody. I'm Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Don Priest, and this is Love Conquers Alls. Hello, Susan. Hi, Donald. How are you? I'm okay. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's supposed to be nice this weekend, and, uh, you know, we're doing a great show, so what could be better? Everything is, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I'm still on, I'm still on the, uh, like you put it, the whack-a-mole of my mom's journey right now. Her, yes, her, yeah. her medical is, journey. Yeah, if it isn't one thing, it's another thing. My mom, God bless her, has been in and out of the hospital now. I think this is the fifth time since January. And um, from hospice, now she's in palliative care, and yeah. um, which I'm kind of happy about. I'm, I, I think she should have know, been there from the beginning. I, th- I yeah. think that was the that should have been the the path. Unfortunately, it wasn't, and it you know it landed her back in the hospital. And like you say, it is it is whack a mole. Every single day, you're trying to deal with a new, you know, there's something issue. new thrown. Uh, yeah, and and it's uh, whether it be from the caregiving side, the medical side, it's just it's nonstop. It's unbelievable. No, it's exhausting. I'm just telling you. I think I think my mother is hanging in. To give me fodder so that I can share it with everybody and be a be a, a, a trumpet for this pro, this part of the of the journey because it's not for sissies and it's and it's certainly uh, not it's the farthest thing from perfect this system and, and it really needs revamping desperately and um, I I'm not. At, by nature, like a combative person, like I'm not, I literally want everyone to be happy and want them to love me personally. And I have had to go in and I've had to put my armor on and become Corella DeVille. Anita, darling, no time for games. Where are the little brutes? Like I walk in, they're like, oh God, she's here. Oh God, look who's here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But they moved it's, her to a new floor, so they don't know that yet. They don't know that, yeah. Right now, they still like me there. But I, I'm not sure that's true, Don, because... I know. I'm, because I think, like, the word got through. It's like... They talk. Yeah, yeah. So but that's you know what? It. You have to be. You have to, you know, it's... You have to be the advocate, you know, because yeah. if you're not, no one will be. 
Yeah. And, and uh, it's you unfortunate, know. though. That's what everyone says that, that has been through this. It's unfortunate you that we have to be put in these positions to not only be have our own personal, um, you know, journey with our losing someone that we love, but but then having to be so assertive and go against our our our, our nature, you know, mm -hmm. and like everyone who's been there before me says, oh, they don't like you, you're doing a good job, yeah. <laughs> right? So because apparently I'm doing a good job. Because you're taking them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, you take them out of their comfort zone, which is to do the bare minimum. Exactly. And, you know, the bare minimum is not enough. And, and you, uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, the good, the good yeah. thing is, is my, God bless her, my mom. She's still I there. mean, she is <laughs> unbelievable. <Lord>. I mean, <laughs> I just said, mom, you're, 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 you're making me have to step up so hard because <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe like this woman is God. I mean, I can't even tell you what she's been through and well, um, she's, so, she's a superstar. So everyone knows 13 weeks ago, she was given two hours to live mm -hmm. 13 weeks ago and she's still going and yeah. you know, she's, she's not you know, just poo -poo. Ca causing trouble. <laughs> she just causes trouble every yeah. day. And that's, I tell her you're a troublemaker her. mom and she goes, <laughs> but I, I freaking love her and if I can get her to laugh I'm the happiest girl in the world if I can get her to laugh and I that's yeah. my goal I yeah. mean I literally at the hospital last week I put on a show like it was, she was only in half a room because there was it was you know it was a big hospital so she's in half a room sharing it with the curtain and I, I bring my phone and I've got Broadway tunes going on and I sold it I brought it home. I did big. a little of this. I <laughs> razzmatazz. Did razzmatazz. I did full on Chicago. And I'll have you know that one of the nurses joined me. <laughs> <laughs> and she and was we pretty were, good. <laughs> yeah. And my mom was like, at the end, I go, Ta I like, I'm sweating. And my mom gives me like this gigantic smile, just like, you know, those which big is, wide my smile. She was just like, which is uh, everything, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, Okay, done and done, done. Got my got my Tony, done done. Yeah, I wow. literally and that's hard to sell it in a small room yeah. like that. Oh, you bet. The legs were kicking back, and I was like, "There's machines everywhere. It's not easy." <laughs> but you and did it, it. I did it. Hi. So Don and I have some exciting news. We have a brand new affiliate, and it's Youthphoria, and I'm loving them. Okay, I'm more excited about it than Don because it is makeup, but he's excited for me because he's that kind of friend. I always wash my face before I go to bed. I don't know about you, but I just cannot fall asleep with my makeup on. Except last night, I literally got into bed and thought I'll just hang out here for a second and then go wash my face, and I didn't. I have been taking care of my mom, bouncing back and forth from the hospitals. It's been stressful and tiring but i was wearing euphoria and i fell asleep and the good news is is euphoria is literally good for you while you're sleeping euphoria is the tiktok viral makeup brand that's formulated so good for your skin you can actually sleep in it so that that's so good their founder fiona did just that 
She really did for two months. When she was testing their crazy popular BYO liquid blush that they sent me, which is so good, that adjusts to your skin's unique chemistry for a color that's designed especially for you. And I'm not a blush person, and I love this because it makes your cheeks look dewy, which I like. Just that alone is cool enough for me. But when I found out that the founder, Fiona, woke up with better skin as a result of sleeping in it, I'm sold. <laughs> I mean, it's AAPI female founded, cruelty free, vegan, bio based, and loaded with proprietary skincare complexes that go to work for your skin. The whole range does this, including their mind blowing new pre game primer, which they sent me, which I also love, and I never use primer. I'm serious, I, I really love this stuff, which actually stops your skin's sensitivity at the neurosensory level. It's insane. It really is. So I would say head to euphoria.co spelled Y-O-U-T-H-F-O-R-I-A to shop your best skin yet today. And be sure to use your special code from Love Conquers Alls, love, L-O-V-E, for 10% off your first order. That's love, L-O-V-E, for 10% off your very first order. Euphoria, you can sleep in it. So Don, well, so today everybody we have, I, I've been, I, I know this woman, but not like personally, really. I just know her because we are, we are colleagues. We are, you know, as writers and, and performers and uh, uh, kind of a little bit of, of Jill's of all trade, I would say. A little bit. We like to dabble in a lot of things. Like, like she's just this, but I thought I was, you know, uh, I had a lot of energy and a lot of interest. I can't, you know, I, she has so many. I, I don't even know where she finds the time. I've known her from the Writers Guild of America. We're both members of the CWW, which is the Committee of Women Writers. So, Don, please introduce I'm her. Gonna, I'm going to do that. And uh, today our guest is Annie Wood, an Israeli-American self-proclaimed hyper-focused ADHDer, Hollywood native and a lifelong creative compulsive. She's a TV film actor, writer, poet, and internationally exhibited mixed-media artist who has published three novels. But as a result of her father's dementia, an imaginary voice has led her on a new creative path, a path filled with poetry, art, and a play chronicling the dark and often frightening journey she shares with her father and that insidious voice. It's a fascinating and truly unique caregiving story, and we're honored to have her share it with us today. And as an added bonus, we share her love for boiled artichokes, and we can't wait to talk to her about that, too. So let's wait no longer and say hello to Annie Wood. Hello, Annie. Hello. Hi, Dawn and Susie. I love that intro. Yes, I didn't know you. You guys like boiled artichokes, too. Oh. Of it's course, our go-to. Of course. Now, the of big course. question is, is it, is it it's lemon butter, lemon salted butter, correct? We don't do butter. We do olive oil. My husband's Italian. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so olive oil is the way with, um, I actually get real garlic and I smush it in the garlic press, right? So garlic, lemon, olive oil, maybe some truffle salt. Mm. That's fancy. Fancy. Mm. fancy. Very fancy. Yeah. My mother used oh, yeah. to make them with like Italian style, which is a different way where you take Italian breadcrumbs and you put them in between the leaves. Okay. And, and then, yeah, and then you also do, you do butter and lemon, and then, and then you steam them. So that, ah. 
the breadcrumbs go deep down inside. And so with each leaf, you get a delicious like surprise. Wow. Okay. Something I used yeah. to do is I used to take garlic cloves and put them in the center of ah. it and then steam it. Uh, I mean, boil them with that. But any of these ways uh, works for me. Any of them. You know, you two <laughs> I'll, are I'll way too fancy. <laughs> it's lemon and butter. Okay. You know, Don, you're, you're a oh. simple man. I am. A, I'm, some call me a simpleton, but that's a little. <laughs> so you're a practical artist in a lot of different mediums, right? I mean, a lot. I mean, like sculpture, paint, drawing. Every, yeah. I mean, you know, you're practical, well, right? Yes, you're correct. I, I'm a mixed media artist, meaning just all the things, all the mediums. And really, that's just part of my exploration and, and, and experimenting. Uh, I was hoping I'd find a favorite. And the truth is, I just, you know, I get really into like, I'll just draw with a pen for a long time. And then I'm like, well, no, I need, I need watercolors or I need ink or now I need acrylic. And then I spent a month teaching myself oil painting, which is a whole other thing. So, oh, and I'm, now I'm learning digital with Procreate on the iPad, which is also fantastic. So I just love it all, and I'm just trying to follow wherever, you know, the moment takes me. But I, I do kind of wish I could just find something that I love and stick with it, to tell you the truth, because I feel like I'd be calmer, <laughs> like more focused. But I can't. Right. I, I, just, I, I just can't. I just love to experiment with everything. I totally relate. I've had like so many different different dabbles and different kinds of artistic expression from jewelry making that became that that absorbed my life for about I want to say three years like um nobody saw the the front of me for three years because I was in my whole designing and and it and I thought and then I got to the point where if I didn't hire a bunch of people I wouldn't been able to keep up because we were in stores like on Montana wow. and in Fred Siegel and we couldn't, oh, and I wow. couldn't keep That's up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with that career next. And then I, uh, Chuck Lorre, the, the showrunner Chuck Lorre yes. produced, produced me and another girl in a, in a pop, a pop group called Two Chicks before he was Chuck Ooh. Lorre. Yeah. And oh. so, and we were like on our way to stardom. We had a, a, a hit song called what? Um, Bad Dreams in Hollywood. And then we did the song French Kissing in the USA. These are all written by Chuck Lorre and Dennis Brown. And, um, and then Blondie. Oh, you don't understand and, how excited this makes me. I need to, I really? need to hear these. I need to, did you do videos? We did. Did you make video? We did one. We, we made one, one video. video. Yes, yes. Well, she did. I, I really I need it, to but... see this. <laughs> I okay. need to see this. I need okay. to see this. So okay. wait, so you're going to love this. So speaking of everything that you just said, just last summer, my best friend, since we were teenagers, came to visit, and I decided, and I don't know where it came from, I just decided, you know, I've never, I've never been in a band, and I've never, like, you know, I really want to be a punk singer in a band. So of I course. took one of my poems, and she is a musician, so I took one of my poems, she put the music to it. My ex-boyfriend is in the music industry, I, and my ex-husband is in the music, so I, I've 
connected to the music industry a lot without being a music person, but I decided that we need to record this. So I called my ex. He said, sure, come over to the studio. So I came over there with Melissa and we recorded a punk song. And then I did, um, a, I do a stop motion video, uh, little short mini shorts. And so I did a stop motion for it. So, um, we're, the band is called Queen Winona. And we recorded this song because Winona Ryder, we're Gen X and Winona Ryder, we decided is our queen. And uh, and we have this song called Bad Day Beth and I have a video. So, but that's it. Now it's, now it's out of me. Done. So that's fine. Done. Yeah. Done. So, yeah. so Done. sometimes it's like Just, that. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Sure. Sometimes it's like that. But with art and with writing, uh, that's not happening. And also acting. I've acted since I was my hope my whole life so these yeah. are just things that are just part of me so they're not things they're not things that i'm you know playing around with they're things that obviously i want to also make money and be abundant with because of course these are, this is my livelihood i of don't course, have any other kind of job <laughs> yeah. yeah agreed but I'm that's amazing that. and i want to see i want to see yes and i want to oh, see your video look- now i'm dying i'm dying oh <laughs> Well, get ready. Get get ready for okay. uh, uh, an 80s oh. delight. I love it. Oh, my God. I'm so it is, excited. It is the quintessential no 80s rock video, pop video. It's an extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. we actually got, um, we were signed so with excited. Rhino Records, and um, I'm looking at the review in my in my um, okay. double CD, and um, okay. with, like, one hit wonders, and we're on it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and and it really wasn't a bona fide hit, but we we're on it. And um, and oh and the review said like the description of us is the best, the best uh, of the post. Uh, no, no, Bengals, the the Go Go's, yeah. Oh, I yeah. so can't wait. And That's as a right. joke, I call I call my song a one hit wonder. But obviously, it's not a hit. No one knows that I share it on social media. That's the only place it is. <laughs> so it's obviously not a hit. But I jokingly call it a one hit yeah. wonder. Hi, me again. Okay, I have one more thing I want to talk to you about. Me undies. That's right, I said it. Me undies. That's right, I said it. Me undies. They're our new affiliate, and I'm loving me undies. You know those days like when your coffee shop's closed or it's out of your favorite coffee brew or your air conditioner breaks on these really super hot days, especially in Los Angeles right now, and, you know, life can be really hard. Or... Let's take it on home to the caregivers. Forget about it. We know. We know how hard life gets. One thing I found is comfy underwear is great. Good thing the undies is here to help us all take a break from the hardships of the world. Why don't you give yourself a soft summer? Because these underwear are the softest. I'm not kidding. They're soft, they're breathable, and adorable. I mean, they really, really are. They have patterns that are so, so, so cute. They sent me some, and I'm loving them. Nothing cuts into you. They're light, they're breathable, and adorable. So you can stay comfy and cool, double entendre, with all their tons of styles, and they have sizes that go from extra small to 4XL, so there is a size for all of us. Here's the other good thing. There is a promo for all of you listeners of Love Conquers Alls. You get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee when you go to meundies.com slash lovealls. That's L-O-V-E-A-L-Z. Meundies.com slash 
L-O-V-E-A-L-Z. So go get this great offer that MeUndies have given to my listeners for any first-time purchasers. Get your 15% off, or you can even sign up for their free-to-join membership, and you can apply the 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. MeUndies. I love them. MeUndies. Let's move on from one-hit wonders, right? Okay. I think because... I think, because what's, we're, I, I'm just so fascinated because I saw you posting about your father and at the time you, you had assumed it was Alzheimer's and you were starting to use your, your art to express what was going on, which is always so powerful, Annie. And, and it's like, you know, I always like to quote Lisa Gibbons because she was on our show and I love her and she's the first person that ever met with me when my mom was diagnosed and she's just my, my, been my muse and um, when we interviewed her, you know, she was just saying, she said to me, you know, the important thing about going through this journey, is, one of the important things is that we, when we advocate, we can advocate with what we do best. And, and, you know, she goes, I speak to people because she's a journalist and she's a, she's a, a, a you know, a presenter and, a, and she has continued to present and to journal about this disease and, and create such an uh, profound impact at a positive way and then she said and Susie you did what you could do which is do a movie and so you know we take what we can do you as a writer and as an artist and you combine that to to share your story because that's the only way that we can demystify and uh, and make the community stronger so first of all tell us about your dad so my dad he's 97 Uh, he was living in a senior living center really nice place, but it was, uh, you know, an apartment that he lives by himself in, and mm-hmm. he would just go to the dining room to have meals with people, but that's it. It was not, um, there was no extra help. It was just senior living in a community, but he's by himself, independent. That's what it's called, independent living. So that's where he was living. He had a girlfriend that actually, after my mom died in 2015, uh, he was living in this place, and he met Lynn, who was 90, and my dad was 90-something, and they got together and fell in love, and they've been together, they were together for years. Then, sadly, she passed away last year. After she passed away, this is when things started to change uh, in my dad. So he has macular degeneration, so he can't see barely at all. That's a problem. He's a writer, so that's an extra problem because mm-hmm. he's a writer. Uh, my husband and I, Peter, we started noticing that my dad was hearing a voice, like a faraway voice. And at first, it was just like he, my dad was hearing in the distance someone repeating um, a phrase over and over again. And my dad was just interested by it. And he wasn't upset. He, he was just like, isn't that, oh, I wonder what that is. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? We never could hear it, but it seemed to have kind of been keeping him company in a strange way. Uh, there was, they were under quarantine there because the norovirus broke out after coronavirus. Norovirus, very contagious, it can, can, can kill uh, an elderly person. So he's not going to the dining area. His girlfriend just passed away. He's alone in his apartment. He can't see. And now he's hearing this voice. So I think all the things that happened, kind of like loneliness and, and isolation, I thought, well, it's keeping him company. It's really not a problem. It started to get more and more of a problem when this voice, he started, my dad started talking back to this voice. 
So it was kind of like when you're out on the street and you see some right, you know, right. unhoused person talking to themselves and it's that's that what it conjured scary. up in my mind exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it was and when and that's and my dad is a playwright. He was an attorney, really smart, really so right. to all of a sudden it felt very sudden to see someone pretty together to suddenly having an argument with someone who isn't there. So yeah, it was scary and wow. and weird. And what happened was, here's what happened. We we got, uh, so not necessarily a diagnosis. There's been some normal aging cognition sure. decline, right? And, but this felt like a shock. So some people thought maybe it's an infection. Maybe it's a this. Maybe it's a that. Because it, it felt like mm-hmm. that. Um, he went in. We got tested. He, he didn't have any other physical problem. But I remembered he had one of those tiny strokes. He gets those little tiny strokes. They're called T, T I. Do you know something? Some initials. I don't know, but T-I-S, I know something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've just heard of mini strokes. That's mini a, strokes. Yeah, I don't know what that. And yes. I remember which can seeing, contribute seeing to that kind of cognitive decline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. I said that to the doctors, but they were like, "No, no, that can't cause it." This one doctor I was talking to said, "No, no, I, it can't be that." And I remember watching him taking him to to my grandnephew's bris and and my dad just went somewhere and I saw him have one and months later this began okay so we have all yeah. of this stuff we have his girlfriend died the quarantine the, can't leave can't go even in the dining room you're in your room all the time this mini stroke happens then the voice the faraway voice began then it gets worse and worse mm. worse months pass now it's getting Around November 2021, it's getting really weird. So the doctor gives them all these tests. They don't find anything wrong. But they are now understanding this is some sort of dementia. Okay? So mm-hmm. they get they start him on a drug, Seroquel, the antipsychotic. <gasps> yeah. black. Yes. It's a black box drug. A black label. Okay? It's a label. Black, black label. label. Thank you. Black oh label. Gosh. Yes. And, yes. and they, mm-hmm. they, they tell me the problems of what it could be and so at first we don't take it but then he's getting worse and something has to be done he's and I'm and I'm and my dad is able to talk to me in these moments where he's not having this conversation right. so it's fascinating we are he's talking having, he's about lucid and yes. yeah yes so we're talking about what is happening to him to his mind I said so you love it dad right. your mind your mind is having a moment and it's 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 telling you something that to us we can't see and so there's conversation about this so my dad was able to say yes i want to try this or yes i want to so we try this drug oh my god how much worse did it get beyond so bad like like it's like his mind was on fire and all of a sudden physically he would like was shaking we had to carry him into bed at night and all of this is feeling very sudden because it's moving fast sure and to make matters worse it's myself and my husband that see this my brother lives like an hour or two further away uh nobody was really seeing any of this my cousins friends he has family we have people but we were the main people we were seeing all of this and it felt like a lot. It felt like a lot. And I ha- had to take over everything because he was mm-hmm. losing his money. He started giving his money away to this, in, the invisible man. 
So I would come and right. his credit cards are gone. Everything is gone. So I had so I had to take over everything. Ugh. Um and it was so sudden. Uh, yeah, it it was a lot. I was it was very stressful. It took you by surprise. You were sucker punched. Yeah. Absolutely. You were sucker punched. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then finally I'm doing research. I'm talking to the doctor saying it's worse, it's worse, it's worse. And the, honestly, they it's like they didn't know uh, right. what was going well, on. Well, because he's 97. He's 97 and he's, you know, this is just part of aging process. Decline. And decline. Yeah, but... I mean, I hear that about my mom. She's 89. They go, well, 89 years. That's a great life, Susie. And it's like, you know what? We don't have the right to decide when that life is, is done. And of And course. there's, like I tell my mom... I can just picture you being a 95-year-old pistol, you know? It's like, and if she wants to yes. live into her 90s, then she's going to live into her 90s. If she, You know, and that's that's the thing we can't dismiss because of a number. Yeah, I, w- I will say that the, these doctors n- never did that. What they, what they did was seem to, what they did was seem to not know what to do. Like, they, gotcha. they, they said, um... They kept saying, well, we could try this. We could try more of this drug. And at the time, I didn't know if it was the drug's fault because it was all overlapping. But then I did more and more research and and found out that antipsychotics can make things much worse for those with Lewy body dementia. Nobody mentioned Lewy body dementia to me. So I I researched. I went back to the doctors. I said, I think he has Lewy body dementia and he shouldn't be taking antipsychotics. They said, well, he doesn't present as anyone who has Lewy body. He doesn't have that. So I go to the Lewy Louis body website and I fill out the form and it, I'm checking every single one because I'm with him more than anyone. So I sure. see how he exactly. is. So I, I Xerox it. I t- send it to all the doctors. I say, tell me how this is not true. I checked every single box. And so they right away said, okay, try this drug. And it was just as bad, if not worse. So now my dad was thinking that the man was going to blow up the place, that the, the voice is going to blow up the apartment. So he, my dad runs out in his underwear of his apartment. He ran out into the rain one night uh, because he thought the, man, the voice stole his mail. He then was hysterical downstairs saying, uh, they're going to kill my daughter. He's going to kill my daughter. It was all this psychotic behavior. And it was Do you remember so much... what the other drug was that they gave him? That they gave him? What yeah, was the other drug? Uh, I feel like it was Risperdal. Risperdal. Risperdal, yep. That's the other one that's yeah. bad. There's Depakote, which my mom was on, that, that put her in a wheelchair and made her incontinent. Ugh. And made her immobile. That was that, Ugh. and that's that. They're all in the same class. It's Risperol, Risperol, yeah, and and yeah. and and Seroquel. Those three, and they're yeah, and they're actually banned. We had the guy from Dope Sick, um, yeah, on our show. He's going to be. We do this part two. It's going to come up soon, you guys. But it's all about Depakote and the and you know what wow. how it gets into our system. But this is these are the things that they use to mentally tether. Yeah. This is one of my drawings from the book. So Risperdone, it's it's a, it's him holding the bottle. This is a drawing I did, and it's on fire. Yes, because, yes. Yeah. Mm. So yes, <laughs> I, yeah. No, I thought my mom was was dead because when I went to yep. see her, they people have heard this story if you've listened to the podcast before. But my mom was was mistakenly locked up into uh, into the uh, psychiatric ward for seventy two hours, which turned out to be seven days. And when, when I went to oh. visit her, when they called me. She was tethered to a, a chair, and, and she oh was mobile before that. 
And, and they said, well, well, she can't walk. And I said, what do you mean she can't walk? My mom is completely healthy physically. They said, no, she, cause we don't want her to fall down. Well, I didn't know that she was on a drug. I thought she just had like this huge shift in her, in her Alzheimer's, you know, advanced. I thought she just got advanced very quickly and, and she wasn't talking for, to Ugh. us. She was like, she just, it was like the lights were on and no one was there. And then her, her physician called me one day, her regular physician and said, you know, I just had a, a, a I, I just had a, a checkup with your mom and she is on a drug called Depakote. Do you know what it is? And then he proceeded to tell me that it was a, a black label drug for people on that have dementia and that um, would I like to take her off of it? And I said, um, yeah. And it was like day and night. She never walked. Again, yes. But she, but she came back. To, but she came back mentally okay, okay. to us. Yes. Yeah. Good. Thank but this God. This brings up something that's Ugh. really important that you right. said earlier, and that's the doctors don't have perspective. They don't know what they were normally. Yeah. They don't know them. So that, so any aberrant behavior, yes. they may just, you know, sign off as, oh, that's them or that's, a, but, but only the family member, the people close to them sure. can say, no, no, I'm seeing differences here. And sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're massive, but it's so important to communicate <clears throat> that to the doctors yes. and to have them take that information and, and take it seriously because... That's the only way you're going to know if whether whether it's drugs what the baseline or whether is, what the baseline they're suffering. Is. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they so don't know it. And something else that happened with us that, unfortunately, this was around the holidays, holiday time, and his normal doctor, who ha did know him for decades, and she would have been very alarmed had, had I been able to reach her to tell her what change happened, because she did know him for, you know, this is Kaiser. This is decades and decades of, of sure, life. Sure, sure. Yeah, and uh, but so these were all strange new people that I was talking to. So that's a very good point. You're right. They don't know what are we comparing it to. Um, I was afraid that they would try to lock him up because he was acting very scary. And because he was not in any, he was in independent living, they called me. And this was the Valley and I'm in Hollywood. They called me in the middle of the night. Your dad is down here screaming that there's going to be a, a bomb. Can you get here? So I was going every night, and luckily my, I have a very supportive husband. Peter was with me for most of it, uh, and, and putting him to bed and making... Oh, and for a long time, we thought he was taking his meds normally because he was fine, he, or fine-ish for... Yes. Oh, for, yeah. Um, but for no, 97, yeah. it turns out... And also, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of people with dementia, as, as you, I know, for sure know... Because now I believe he's had dementia for a while, but it was so light and so he masked because he was so able to. Of course. Uh, he masked of it. Of course. Uh, in a yep. way that like when I was coming once or twice a week, it was easier for him to mask it. But then it got out of hand and he could no longer do it. But to this day, right. Peter and I are the only ones that saw the real dramatic, horrible stuff. Like when he... He hit his head because he was in a panic and they rushed him to emergency. And the entire time in emergency, he was having a conversation and saying that the guy, the voice, was in the next room. And and then, oh, and he, to this day, even though my dad is much better, which I'll tell you in a second, to this day, my dad believes that I'm friends with this guy. Oh, and that I was in a physical altercation with this guy. And my dad, to this day, believes that this is a a real person but we got him on a different drug finally everyone listened and it it like overnight he is not having any of those 
insane things. I got him into assisted living four minutes from me. I see him almost every day. Ah, oh, so great. I, I, can skip, wow. I can skip a day if I want because he's fine. They take great right. care of him. And uh, he's not having psychotic uh, breaks, but uh, right. he... But this this voice is just part of our life. He, he exists. He's and to him, it's a real person. So this audio hallucination right. is uh, is part of the family. That's awesome. Just, and so and and do you? I'm sorry, Don. But do you? So you like you would with any any kind of um, decline in, in in dementia is is you lean into it. So instead oh, yeah. of denying that it's there, you just oh, yeah. you embrace it, right? So you've embraced I, I naturally this voice. did it. I, I naturally yes. am that way so much so that years ago I was a volunteer for some a place called Senior Smiles, and they make you go through this whole course uh, if you're going to deal with anyone with Alzheimer's or any kind of dementia. And they, at the time, thought the opposite, to do the opposite with someone like that. This wow. was many years ago. And I was really young, I, and, and even though I was really young, I was like, wait, that sounds terrible. That's mean. That sounds mean. Yeah. Why would I do that? What do we care if this if there's no cure and this person is already in that world? Why why would I do that? That I should just improvise. You're not going to change their mind. Right. Yeah, right. You know, it's not like you're going to talk I them said, out of it. Right. I said I should just improvise. I'm very good at improv. improv. Um, right. But they said no. So I said, well, then I'm. I will be. I'll visit other seniors, but no one with dementia because I'm not going to sign this paper that says I'm doing that because I think it's wrong. Right. And. I'm so happy yes. to hear that that's how every the the people believe now. Now that is the way. Well, yeah. This I always say like you just have to look at the way we treat children. Would you ever tell a right. child that has an imaginary friend that's like, "Okay, that friend doesn't exist." Right. So, come on, let's get real. Right. No, you allow them to have that and yeah. and and it is just part of that part of their development. They're going to develop out of it, but your dad is developing backwards into it and that's okay too. There's a reason Th- for this it. This is there's this a reason is what for I, what for sure and this is this is what I did do definitely in the beginning is that I didn't say that I hear the voice too I'm not lying in no, that no. way I, I, yeah and I and and when it's something scary I don't lean into the that because that feel that just instinctually doesn't feel good so you I redirect say, well I redirect or yeah I didn't know at the time because I knew much less in the beginning so I did other things like tried to have these conversations with him you know dad you know you're a writer and you're you're not able to write so maybe your story is coming out this way and like i did other things with him and he liked he liked these conversations and at at one point he said you know this is i said isn't it fascinating this is your mind is doing this we don't see that that voice you hear doesn't have a physical body okay and your your mind is creating this character and he thought, he said, that's fascinating. I said, yeah. And he said, you should write about this, which is why this is called, <laughs> you should write about this. That's my dad. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that story. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. He's blind, correct? I mean, he's not uh, all the way. He's, he's legally blind and he's technically, he can see, um, shapes, shapes? from my understanding yeah. and, mm-hmm. and light. So he, with a, with a cane sometimes, just, and lots of times with a walker, he gets around on his own in where but, he so lives. So there's, 
there's no physical. I mean, there's nothing. He's never described this voice as as having an image to it in his in his mind, or or the sound of its voice or any. Does he describe that he's, at all? Many many times I've asked all these questions uh, to this day. It's he's never seen him, uh, but uh, but that he when he was on the drug there was some. Uh, visual hallucinations of somebody coming through the window and a dog coming in, all sorts of things like that. But lately, not that. He, the voice sounds a lot like him. And I said, isn't that interesting? <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> at one point, the voice was very, uh, he thinks this guy was very fat. Another, <laughs> another time he was, he was, he's the same age as I am. He says 97. So the voice... And at one point, it's this is in my book as well, uh, in a poem, he, he, he believes that I had a physical altercation with the voice and that I threw water on him and I fought with him. And, he's, and he was so worried that this voice was going to hurt me. And I said, well, didn't you say he's the same age as you? He's 97? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, you don't think I could take on a 97-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> so then he changes it. <laughs> I love it. So when he's so if you're there and he's hearing the voice, yeah, and he's conversing with the voice, do you try to get involved in that conversation or do you just kind of let it go? Yeah. So w- when this was happening, which was the end of last year, uh, early this year, I, I'll, I did ask. So well, what did he say? So I was. Because my dad would often say, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And I would have to always remind him, no, I can't hear him. He, I, I started the whole thing off by saying, he's only for you. He's only for you because we can't experience him. So you have to tell me if you want. <laughs> and so he right. would tell me what, what the guy said. And oftentimes the voice was amused by me and liked me so that's nice <laughs> but um other times uh he he was gonna hurt me but not when I was there that always happened when I wasn't there I don't know but yeah I always I always ask I'm extremely interested I find all of this fascinating <laughs> fascinating it is I mean, obviously it's it's scary and sad and all those other things but Endlessly fascinating, yeah. right. and as an artist, and the way you know, as we all think, as artists and writers and creatives, um, it's it just feels like, wow, just it's just it's just. So I think much. it's fascinating too, Annie, because <clears throat> it's like uh, what the fact that he was isolated, and a lot of people did not do well during the isolation that were that were living in assisted living, and like a lot of the residents that I knew where my mom is at, who were in their 90s and really, you know, for the most part healthy and not experiencing um, dementia at all, just, you know, natural decline, but very, very vibrant people in the community um, passed away because isolation yeah. is is just deadly. It's deadly. And um, sure. it's interesting that, well, my mother obviously made it through that isolation, and I think it's partly be, a lot because of her Alzheimer's because she lives in the moment so she's not mm-hmm. missing anything right so so it's just the moment 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 she can't nice. she can't um ruminate on what she's yeah. what's or lament right and then right. when you think about your dad and having this voice to keep him company and then you think about the the correlation that you talked about people that that are you know homeless 
that are also in in a way isolated in their own in their own framework, yep. right? And then they they create sure. these these friends or these enemies or whatever. It's just some something to fill their world. Yeah. So they have yeah. they have a social life if the, if if for yeah. lack of a better word. And it's interesting that 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 happens with with people that are surviving that an isolation an isolated kind of yeah. existence and you know and i think in right? a, every yes absolutely and and i think every <clears throat> human being obviously has a has a different story it, it for my dad's case i really believe had his eyesight not gotten so bad that he could no longer type that he he would have continued to live out his stories in his plays he's super prolific like he has thousands he we're the same that way he and i we when we write we write and there's a lot a lot of stuff so he would be constantly writing i know it he in growing up he went into his little writing studio and he wrote he, he wrote forever you know so i feel like he would have been able to handle the isolation better had he had that losing that right it's like he didn't know what to do with himself it was just the news 24 right. 7 which we know it's survival. It, he, it's, it's a survival, survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, it's it. Now when you decide, I don't know if you decided to, to create art from this or it just happened. Uh, did it, did it come out in the form of poetry in words first or in art first? Oh, that's an excellent question. question. Yeah. Let me, let me try to answer that uh, with some kind of thought. Hang on. You know, uh, God, I, I, both of these parts of me is so without thought. It's so, I just do it. Like uh, it's part of me. It's like breathing. So when I was there, I would doodle him while I'm talking to him, which is just something I do. It's like something my, my hand will do, but I'm also always, always writing. Uh, and so, and so like journaling, let's say things can come out in a poetic way then I decide to take it out of my journal and make it a poem and maybe share it maybe not but um so really it kind of in this case feels like both because at some point I merged them and I put the writing Mm. with a drawing or a painting um but maybe writing because writing has always been my innate my mm, go-to since I was a child, so maybe that's what naturally happened, and and then my hand started moving to doodle, <laughs> and it's I, it, I, I don't think I answered your question. It, it merged both, both you know. No, no, it, <laughs> no, you did actually, and 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 are the words from his perspective yours or a combination? Let me. Would you like me to read you one? Yes, I was just going to invite you to read one. So it's also photography. Some of it is is uh, photography, and some of it is drawing and painting. This is a photo. Beautiful. Thank Beautiful. you. I tell you it's a song stuck in your head, but the lyrics keep changing. It's confusing, it's annoying, but it can't hurt you. It is not flesh and blood. It is only a song. I am real, I am real, I am real. He, it, insists he's a writer, you tell me. I say, because you are a writer. Do you like my work? Do you like my work? Do you like my work? Later, you will hear his writing and tell me that he is a sensational writer. I say, just like you. You say, no, he's much better. 
It turns ugly when the voice threatens violence against me, when the voice wants to rob you. The voice stole your mail and you ran out into the rain. You are worried about me. The voice is coming after me. The voice wants to kill me. He is a con man, a bad guy, the most terrible person I have ever met, you say. I tap into a calm I didn't know I possessed, surprising myself. I put my hand on your knee and speak softly. Dad, your mind is having a moment and causing this voice to emerge. Your mind is creating dialogue for all of your fears, but he is only a character in one of your plays, and the character can't come to life and harm the playwright or the audience. The stage is your mind, and he can't leave the stage. You think about this for a moment. He's in my mind? Yes. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm. Ah. Beautiful. That is Beautiful. heavenly. Do you read those two? That him? was heavenly. Thank you. Do you no, I just um, want to I want to ruminate on that for a second. That was just so <laughs> so much in that. There's so many things in that because it was his lucidity comes through yeah. and his his intelligence came through in that conversation. Frustrations and his and, yeah. and his fear that, fears, that he's yeah. not there to protect you. Yes. And his fear, right? Yes. Right? Yes. It's very yes. it's very poignant. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The the fear and, and, and yeah, his, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And your and your uh, your into intuitive uh talent to to say to him that he that this this person this character can't hurt the playwright. Yeah. Because the playwright decides who does what. Yes. Like, so yes. you gave him the control. Like, you're in control. The control. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. Annie. Thank you so much. I love much. that. Thank you. And you know what? It, you. It, it, actually, it actually crosses over into, into all, all kinds of caregiving in that, you know, think we, we create things to, to we're fears that we think that we can't control. And, and at the end of the day, it's really, it's, it, we have the power to control it. Sure. Yes. And we, yes. It, it's us. And, yes. and we just have to figure out the best way and the, and the, the, the tools that we need to do that. And you, right. you know, and you gave your dad tools. You're just going to have yeah. to remind him from time to time. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And, and do you share those with him? And if so, what is his reaction to it? That's a, a excellent question. Um, I share, I shared many of them um, during, in his moments where I thought he could uh, appreciate. And he, you know, I don't know how much he takes in because he can't listen to it the way my dad that I used to know can because he's too in it. And for, right. for he's, hearing, he's hearing it and he hears the beauty of the rhythm which he appreciates me as a writer. We always have had a mutual, okay, so he appreciates that. He can't see the artwork well enough to say anything about that. Um, but to him, the voice is real. So it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not the same effect. If, if this were a movie that he was watching about someone else, Okay, but the fact that it's about him, I I see it in his voice. He can't really make it make sense for him. So I've made right. the decision to not uh, continue to share. So the answer is no. He hasn't seen the book. I told him about it. I told him 
it's dedicated to you and inspired by you and I'm giving part of the proceeds to the Dementia Society of America and he loves all this in theory um, and he wants me to bring it to him but he forgets obviously about it right. so and I, I only want to do what's best for uh, for him in this case I want to do what's best for everyone obviously but sure. I don't think it I don't think it will it will help him maybe some of and them not, will yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't you know think I mean? it's going to resonate. I think you're, I think you're intuition, yeah. you're, well, you're intuitively, yeah. you know, gifted. So, and I feel like that's been my superpowers. That's because I'm not educated in this. This isn't, you know, aging, yeah. and and I, I mean, literally, it just hit me by surprise too with my mom. So, yeah. and she's had this for 16 years now. So, and wow, watched, you know, a dynamic, <gasps> yeah, a dynamic woman just, you know, walk backwards <sighs> out the door really slowly. Wow, really slowly. So. And when I made the movie about her, my mom and the girl, and um, she met Valerie Harper, and Valerie just loved her, and Valerie, they spent, like, hours together singing and holding hands and kissing. They just were kismet, right? And um, and I would come to her, and I'd tell her, like, I, I showed her the trailer one day, and I said, Mom, do you want to see the trailer? I said, you're, you're about to be so famous. And I tell her, and she, like, looks at me like, What? And I go, yeah. And I tell her, I said, remember Valerie Harper? Do you remember Rhoda from, from uh, um, Mary Tyler Moore? And she'd go, yes. And I go, well, she's playing you in a movie. What? Why? <laughs> I'd say, wow. because you're terrific. And, she, and she'd go, well, that's true. <laughs> ah, I love it. So that's that, what's amazing. Okay, so she, she remembers Valerie Harper. She remembers Rhoda. She rem so, At that time, so she, she did. At, at that, that time, time, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't show her the movie because. But she, she didn't have. She because she couldn't concentrate. She on, couldn't for have more concentrated. Than Ten seconds. And, and, it, yeah. and I didn't yeah. feel that um, it would have resonated. It would have been the confusing. That, I think. Yeah. I do. T yeah. yeah. It, because there was so much. Yeah. She couldn't have yeah. because she's so in her in her yes. story. Yes. It's hard to compartmentalize. Yes. 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 I, so, I, I, I agree. Think it's actually That's not, how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. it's the it's the kinder thing to do is just to say you are an inspiration, and I've tell yes. her that all the time. I do it now, and she can she she only said like two weeks ago I love you to me and hasn't really spoken since she tries, but she the words don't aren't coming out. Yeah, I see yeah. them here. I see her looking for them, and then she goes, and then they don't. She's losing that yes. ability to match the thoughts when to the that muscles. just started. That that her her not talking mm -hmm. that just started. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been decreasing and decreasing the, her okay. ability to talk, but she would always talk until the last, you know, three months when all of this started. The, right. the I love you that came out a couple of weeks ago was, which like was a, just a whisper. It's the only thing she said. But it in the was last fully articulated. It was like I was, Dawn was there with me and I would just, out of nowhere, she just went, I love you. Like just clear oh. as a bell. Oh, and I that's have been chill. it. That she's not, <laughs> oh, nothing I cried. since and nothing I said, before. And, yeah. I knew how hard that was for her to do it because to get that, to pull the words, I see her trying to pull the words. I see her and, and yes. for her to do it, match it with the muscles and get it out there was just a gift. So wow, it's, wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's extraordinary this whole process and, and, yeah. um, we just have to keep clocking where they're at. Right. And, yep. and, and, and that's what one thing that you said is is maybe one of the most important uh, tools in a caregiver's arsenal is intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, you can listen to all the, the medical facts, the doctors, this, you should do this, you shouldn't do this. Sure. 
and your intuition and that is knowing that person is yeah. it's so important you both have it fortunately for yeah. the people that you're caregiving for but it's i think it's highly underrated and it's something that any great caregiver needs to have so yeah right. that's so uh, true because be, everyone because is different you, we can't, can't listen just, to all the noise all exactly. the time <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 yeah because because studies and and data is are just you know that's that's like an aggregated uh, average but we are none of us are average that's yeah. just the, right so there's x factors for all of us and i keep reminding the doctors that and i i ad nauseum it's like yes but that's not but, a blanket. Yeah. That doesn't. That's right. not a blanket. You can't say that. You know, what, when she went into the hospital last week, no one thought she would make her 89th birthday. She did. My granddaughter, who's two years old, she came in. We had a little party for her. She climbed into bed with my with my mom, nanny, and just patting her and kissing her and hugging her and getting in. And like my mom was woke up. My mom was like. And then the, kissing her, and they both were kissing each other and smiling oh. and laughing. They had a whole nonverbal conversation. So I showed everybody at the hospital. By the way, I know she does, doesn't talk, but she's alive. Watch yes. this. Yes. Oh, my God. They, so yes. they know. Because so they there's know. people there have, who have said the opposite, who basically are said, you know, she, well, th this one person there said, oh, well, she, you know, she has holes in her, in her brain, so... You know, she doesn't is know. Is this a anything. nurse or a doctor? Who, who says these things? <laughs> who is that? <laughs> is that a, a nurse uh, or a doctor? No, it was a part of the, the, the hospice team. Ugh. Let's just say yeah. that. It was part of the hospice team. Oy vey. Yeah. Come on. Oy vey is right. Oy vey is right. so bizarre. They the don't. That That's the problem. That's yeah. the problem, folks. And that's they the attitude. Is, uh, it doesn't matter anyway because they, you know, they don't know. They don't, oh. you know, they don't know. So, oh. yeah. You uh, know, it's yeah. been proven so, that people, I remember many years ago, before I was born, Ima, that's Hebrew for mom, my mom would tell me about um, when she was in a coma and she heard absolutely everything. And she came out of this coma to tell everyone what everyone said. So all these people for all these years saying, oh, they can't hear, they're, they're not even there. It's it's not even true, at all. Like it's no, been it's this, not they can't. True. Yeah, they don't have the skill to they, let you know right. that they know, but they know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah. your um, so in all your spare time, it seems as though now <laughs> I guess your your if your father has a nickname for his uh, his voice, and now you're creating a play of the same name. Can you tell us a little bit about I that? I am. So Nudnik is a Yiddish for pain in the ass. So I named the voice Nick for Nudnik. And because uh -huh. the voice is a pain in the ass because it's constant, it keeps right. you up at night. It's constantly causing a lot of chaos and, and ruckus. So I, I started writing a play uh, and the Dramatist Guild is going to do a reading of it in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I better finish. Oh my finish. gosh, I can't wait. Because <laughs> yes. I'm still reading. I'm still writing it. It's a two-person play, uh, daughter, father and daughter, and it's inspired by these events, but I needed to obviously change many, many things because my father and I really don't have a lot of conflict. So it's an interesting thing that happened, but it doesn't make for a whole play. Uh, so I have created these characters to be different than who we are, but it was right. inspired by these events. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. But it'll help people Thank that aren't you. like you. 
So, yes. so it, in that yes. same situation. Yeah. So, so right. it will it will give a, a nice yes. framework for that, and that's yes, that, that's Thank a great you. thing. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. You. I love Thank that. You. So, out of out of all this darkness comes art and light. Always. And, you know, it's it's you know. If you don't talk about because yeah. <laughs> Yes, what's the, yeah, what's, what's the alternative is just doom. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, that's the alternative. So Absolutely. that's what and, we And do. everyone should do it in their own way, you know, Absolutely. whether they're artists or not. But it is taking and finding those moments and finding the light and finding the humor. Amen. Um, yes. It, yes. It, you have to. Even well, in art, the darkest and darkest of times. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Art heals. When, when, my, when my brother died many years ago, I wrote a play called Sitting Shiva. When my mom died and we were extremely close, I wrote uh, everything that I've ever done after that, that was in 2015, has really been fueled by, by her and, and, and losing her yes. and hospice with her and, and, and seeing her way out. Um, I uh-huh. wrote. That's where I I'm at now. Book. Yeah. Exactly. My the book that I just wrote that's out now, just a girl in the world. Um, th- there's so much, so much of the grief and and all of that I put in these characters, and it's all comes from that, all of it. In fact, I wasn't mm. even a visual artist until until my mom died, and then suddenly mm. I needed to create visual art everywhere, and mm. I do it every single day. You know, and it's all my mom is my inspiration too. My mom is, I just say, all these like amazing things come through her to me, and I love her so much. She's my best friend. I just love her, like, I like she's just a one of a kind, and um, you know, the world's the world will be not as bright when she's gone. I know that even even in the stage that she's at, people go, Oh, your mom is so sweet, she doesn't even talk, they love her so much. She just oh. has this incredible spirit to her, energy. and yes. um, and energy, yeah, and and yeah. so I get it. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you really quickly when she was, they thought she was dying, like Don said, like uh, eight weeks ago, yeah. nine weeks ago now, and the doctor at the hospital said because they intubated her, said, you know, no, she's, that was thirteen she's, weeks ago. Yeah, was it was thirteen weeks, weeks ago? ago? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thirteen weeks ago, yeah. and my <laughs> and they so they took her. They said to me, you know. She's on life support. What do you want to do? And of course, you know, if my mom's on life support, then I don't want her to live on life support. So right. um, we made the decision to take her off of life support. And and, and um, he said, uh, yeah, she'll, she'll probably pass away within about two hours, two a day maximum, right? So took her off. Day goes by. No, and this is like no food, no water, nothing. Like she's, re- she's ready to die, right? And so... We're, we're going through the hole, give her, you know, push her over the, over the, the fence. Like we're saying, go, go, you know, yeah. it's emotional. It's couldn't be more emotional. And two days go by and three days go by and my nephew and my daughters are there and we're by bedside, you know, and like at one point at three in the morning on like the, the, the fourth night, my um, nephew is there and, and I'm like a basket case cause I haven't slept. So he, he says he can see her grimacing when I cry, so I'm trying not to cry in front of her. So I'm like behind him crying, and he's holding her hand, and literally we're kicking her out of the the world. We're going, go yeah. on, get yeah. out of here, right? <laughs> and and I, I finally, like 40 minutes goes by, and my nephew looks at me and he goes, Aunt Susie, I don't think she's going. Because <laughs> and he goes, I go what? <laughs> He goes, she just her, opened her eyes and she's, and she's smiling and looking around. I go, well, what? I look at my mom and she's like, 
looking around. Like, and this yeah. is on the, fentanyl. fentanyl. They had her on fentanyl. They had her wow. on fentanyl. That, that that's how they were, ca- you know. Ca- so she yeah. hadn't opened her eyes in five days or four yeah, days. And so, yeah, I'm like, and <laughs> I go, Mom, like you, a little Yiddish, because that's how I can I can connect with her with between music and that. And I go, Mom, what are you scandaling all over the place? Which means you know she's making trouble, <laughs> a scandal. And so she she goes like this. She goes. Just starts laughing about it. I go, oh, that's so really funny. Thank you for putting me through hell. Thank you. She's still And she's like, fun. well, got the family together. Got the family yeah. together, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's still having fun. If she's still having fun, why go? <laughs> right. Wow. So there's the humor. It's what I'm saying. Like, even in those Absolutely. situations, there's the humor. Sure. So, Tell um, me her name. Wow, what, Annie, what we could talk. First... Norma. What is her? Norma. 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 Norma, yeah, okay. yeah. Norma. But everyone called, my, my kids called her nanny. You know, that was like how, what their her name was. So like even when her caregiver in my movie always called her nanny, they just, you know, yeah. that was like everyone called her nanny. Mm. But um, it's, mm. it's, it's, a, it's the only way to do it. It's the only way to yes. do this, this journey. Otherwise, it can be, it can, it would kill the caregivers. It could destroy you. It'll destroy mm-hmm. you if you One can't. One of the, my biggest. And, and uh, it's their gift. Uh, yes. One of my biggest surprises um, when, uh, my, my whole life, my biggest fear was, was really losing my mom. That was my biggest fear. And I like, me, have nightmares me too, about girl. it. And, me too. Oh, me so, too. But, and here's, so tell me if this, if you're finding this and I'm going to, I'm going to guess yes. I have a feeling the answer is yes, but I, I'll ask you anyway. Uh, no one ever told me this, and I was really surprised by how uh, beautiful the end could be if you're there with them. Like, I just thought of all the negative and all the sadness and all the horribleness. I hadn't, I was, it was unexpected that there would be such, uh, I don't know, such beauty in it. Do you know? No, I, 100%. I had a guest on, we had a guest on, over, I want to say like early, like early last year, Trish Lobb, who's a good friend of mine now, who's in the community and, and went through the death of, uh, she caregave for her mom and father, and as a, a, almost like a, a death doula, right? And on the, on the show, she was telling me, Susie, because I said, I can't even think about my mom dying. Like, it's like, I can't, like, I'll, that's the only thing that, that I can cry instantly on. And um, she said, you're going to find it to be the most beautiful experience. It is such a gift. It's such an honor to be there. You, I promise you with all my heart that that's what it's going to be. Yes. And I said, well, when it happens, I'm yes. calling you. You're going to have to fly out wherever you're at. But as my mom's been going through this, and it's been a long road now, of course, you know, with hospices, in and out, in and out. I've gone through it uh, so many times, and, and it is. It is, it feels like an honor to hold her hand and to be and look into her eyes. Yes. We're connecting so hard. We're connecting yeah. so hard. And and I'm gonna I'm going to love her to the other side. Yes. And that's what I'm Amen. gonna do. That's yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. And mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. like you said in your in the movie, you know, you walked her over the bridge from into 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 Alzheimer's into, into dementia. And, and I allow yeah. Yeah, I into, into dementia. Exceptions. And now and now this is just you're taking over a new, uh, take her over another bridge. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. you know, uh, and it's the best. You know, for her, that's what's going to give her comfort. It's what's going to give you comfort. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because you're you're doing it together, and then you'll always have her. So yes, you know. Yes. In the meantime, I kiss her and hug her all over the place. Yeah. I get it. Yes. I, I like get. I get in. I. It's like she's become my daughter. I be. I just yep. like you know. I can't. I, I did just the love same. her. I crawled every, in yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. I did the same. Me too. I get my arms underneath each big fat yes. pillow, and then I get in, and I and, <laughs> yes. and she just beam. She beams. Yep. I know we're soul sisters. I can Absolutely. tell. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I right got right in. Got right in. Anyway, wow. But you know what? Wow, we've talked a lot. We've. We've gone over an hour already. We are That's just amazing. freaking too chatty. Oh my god! So, so is there Annie, thank anything you so that much. you? Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say, is there anything else that you wanted to say, talk about, something you missed, or or one final message for, for us? Um, no, just anybody going through this, just 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 be there, just be present, and and you know, don't miss out on on the beautiful moments. And and honestly, I feel like I have never been this close to my dad. This this is my this is the best our relationship has ever been we never had a bad one he was a good father but i never felt this close to him so there's there's some walls coming down for him so if you're in this situation appreciate that you might see more of them even though it seems like you're seeing less of them just be careful don't jump to conclusions love it well said well said annie that's gorgeous (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad we got you on the show, and um, Me too. you're just a you are you are a, a, just a beautiful poster child for for a caregiver. So thank, thank you. you for modeling that and being there and being such a loving daughter and brave oh. and just uh, to, to show up because it is hard to show up, and you are showing up, you know, a, a thousand percent, and um, I, you are going to have such beautiful things come back to you you already have but it's you know thank yeah it's a beautiful and you're providing you beauty to everyone else you're providing yeah, yeah, beauty yeah. to the world thank so. you so yeah because that's what yeah that's what our show's all about because yeah. like what do we always say and it Dawn? all comes yeah it all comes from love and because as we all know that love is powerful love is contagious and love conquers alls. And thank you for joining us today. Like, share, do all those fun things. And yeah, we'll see you and next check time. out all of this wonderful writing of, of Annie Wood. And we'll have all this, all of her uh, links on our show notes. And we love you and have a good day. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.